Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the Big Question Quarantine Edition. It's a show that gives you too much information about the deadliest ways that you can deadly die. But only in the pages of comics and in the screens of the cinematic universe. So you doing worry. okay? You doing okay, Eric? I'm doing okay. We're gonna live it up by talking about things that can kill you. Real quick, living it up and uh, drinking because we are celebrating because Eric, it's your birthday today. While we shoot this. <laughs> when we shoot this, on the undisclosed date of this, re <laughs> of yeah. whenever we're shooting. You're Eric, it's your birthday. I'm Philip Molina. <laughs> it's your birthday. We're gonna... I ain't gotta pick up the phone. <laughs> so, you ready for your question? Yes, hit me. Okay. So in a previous episode that you did, you did this uh, insane level of power rankings that was full of lies about me. First of all, I <laughs> want you to remember that. On fighting skills, I, I rated you a two um, because I've kicked your ass twice on camera. So I feel like I have to rate you two. I, you <laughs> roll the clips. <laughs> it did have this interesting concept of like, who's the most powerful being uh, in there and I then started to think, we know all these people who can destroy us, but how do we destroy them? Mm. So what I want to know is, what are the deadliest Marvel weapons, but like <laughs> matched to whose ass I need to kick, who I find myself in a dark alley with, like if Galactus is walking down the street, and I guess I just see like a giant boot, what weapon do I need to whip out? Educate me okay. on how to kill. You are basically Rhodey and I'm Justin Hammer in this Iron Man 2 thing we're reenacting. I'm gonna go through every weapon we got and then what can do it and I'm gonna dance. Even when you don't ask me to, you're getting a dance. Oh man, dance. A real quick sip for Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that guy rocks well. Oh no, unsip. <laughs> Why would you ever want to unsip the delicious malty flavor? You're, you're right. <laughs> what can kill in the MCU? Well, lots of things can kill you in the MCU, Philip. You know, as powerful as a lot of these characters are, there's always some horrible, horrible device that can take them down. The thing is that every uh, weapon has kind of like relative power levels and it fluctuates film to film and it really varies from the comics. So as you said, what we're going to do is we're going to base this on whoever it is you're trying to kill. So you ask me who you want killed and I'll tell you what can kill them, the, the weakest thing that can take them down. Uh, and uh, caveat, we're only going to talk about weaponry, not characters. Yes, of course, the Hulk himself is a weapon. Yeah. Goose the Flurkin, deadliest weapon in the MCU. But their characters, they're not tech. Got it. All right, so let's start with like people like... Little pussy, basic ass bitches like me. We're talking the Aunt Mays. Okay, yeah, your your typical basic human uh, Aunt May, uh, uh, Howard Stark, uh, Flash Thompson. Really, uh, any Earth weapon can take them down. Oh no! The handguns fired by Black Widow or, or Bucky Barnes or Nick Fury, Hawkeye's arrows, uh, Justin Hammer's fart bullet. Uh, anything can kill these people. Heart disease, a car accident, uh, they accidentally swallow an infinity stone, or Hulk hugs them too hard. It doesn't I mean, take much. Like being collateral damage in a fight that superheroes are having down the street. <laughs> yeah, a superhero is using your corpse as a weapon to fight someone else. You're just asked to be killed. At least my death meant something. Did it though? Eh. Guns don't kill people. Human corpses kill people. Remember oh, when you killed that's... Gabe and Drew? 
Yeah, no, no, you had oh. that wiped from my memory. Almost and now when it. I look at their pictures, I say, this doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> so many references. What's next? Uh, let's raise it up a notch with uh, the skilled human, okay? So we're talking about people like Natasha Romanoff, uh, Black Widow agents, Clint Barton, uh, Nick Fury, a Happy Hogan used to be a boxer. Surgeons. These are people who can fight. Oh, okay. I thought you just meant like skilled. <laughs> Like at all. No, uh, Dr. Nick West from Doctor Strange, that guy is probably in the first category. He just <laughs> okay, gotcha. trips on a step and he's dead. Okay, well, for <laughs> these skilled people, they take a beating in the MCU. Nick Fury gets shot. And Natasha Romanoff, Clint Barton, they have all kinds of horrible things happen to their bodies. So in order to kill them, probably we're talking a repulsor blast from Iron Man. Iron Man, let's say Mark Seven armor. Okay, This so... just took the biggest leap. Like we were talking about killing people with like sticks <laughs> and now we're using a repulsor blast from Iron Man. Well, here's the thing. A repulsive blast from Iron Man is the thing that I can guarantee you will die in one blast. Mm -mm. As opposed to like, oh, if you get shot, oh, you could get shot in a certain area on your torso, you can survive it. A blast from Iron Man's Mark VII repulsors is gonna do you in. Specifically, we're talking about the 2012 Avengers era suit. This is after he worked out the kinks. Because really, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, it was vulnerable to electric shocks. Right. But this is after if, he if figured it, that out. If it got too cold, it would stop working. Now, this is made out of a gold titanium alloy, pretty sturdy. Uh, and the Mark VII armor, he can summon at any time. So if you were to push him off a ledge, he could fall down a skyscraper and that can fire out and catch him and then he'll come back and blast you in the face with his repulsors. We're specifically talking about people who like, they're still technically human, they don't have extra endurance. Like, at the end of the day, they're still like meat bag blood balloons. That's right, meat bag blood balloons. <laughs> meat bag blood balloons, meat bag blood balloons. Corporate Dallas multi-pass meat bag blood balloon. Now, as a meat bag blood balloon, I know that I can be killed <laughs> Very easily, you just gotta poke my balloon and my meat spills out. Uh-huh. But what about uh, a more enhanced man, a, a blue chew of a man, if you will? Ah, so you're talking about Steve Rogers or uh, James Buchanan Barnes? Well... <laughs> Uh, they are enhanced human, enhanced with the super soldier serum. So in order to take them down, lots of things obviously can kill them, but I would say the lowest level weapon that can for sure kill them is Iron Man's Mark 46 Repulsor. So this is the Civil War era suit. Did you do this whole list based on Iron Man just going like on a murder spree? Well, we learned last week's episode that this guy is a murderer, but the only reason he got away with it is because there's no body. Uh, habeas corpus? That's not the right <laughs> term for it. So Iron Man's, uh, it's a, it's a, to explain the difference between these repulsors and the ones you already said. Okay, they're stronger. Okay, great. <laughs> Moving on. It's all about the context, Philip. So in that final fight in uh, Captain America's Civil War, Tony Stark uses the Mark 46 uh, armor to blast off Bucky's arm. He, he, <laughs> meatbag blood balloon. <laughs> <laughs> And Tony probably would have been able to kill Cap with that blast had Bucky not damaged Tony's reactor. The only reason Tony lost that fight is because it was two on one. So presumably, Tony should have been able to kill either one of them if he was fighting them one on one. This is the armor that Tony designed during the Civil War era with his main priority being containing all of right. these enhanced humans who are going rogue. Right, specifically armor that 
is to take down heroes. God, that's what, right. What a guy. Okay, so Iron Man obviously keeps like increasing the power of his repulsors. If that's this entire list, I'm gonna be very upset. It's not. What? I mean, <laughs> where is it? Where if you just want to kill Iron Man? So we talked about how Iron Man's armor is made out of a gold titanium alloy. So we got to start going outside of that type of metal. Uh, so in order to kill these armored humans like Iron Man or War Machine or Pepper Potts' rescue, for that matter. Oh, right. We're going to bring in something that's not currently in the MCU, Adamantium, Wolverine's Claws. Yeah, we can show, uh, I specifically own Wolverine's Claws. I have a, an example, and it kicked your ass. Does it hurt? Every time. Oh, yeah, how snickty of you. Snicked. <laughs> What'd you call snicked. me? Snicked. 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 That's not meant to be said out loud. It's meant to be read. It's one of the onomatopoeias that you are not supposed to pronounce. Okay, so here's the deal about Wolverine's claws. They're actually made out of beta adamantium. Uh, Which that's is what like coats the skeleton. Adamantium for men who aren't very impressive. Uh, that's for us. right. It's our yeah. version of adamantium. Oh, uh, we're such beta adamantium bros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, adamantium, his claws can cut through nearly any earthly metal that includes Tony Stark's armor. Uh, he easily can cut through his armor if he wants to. Usually they're on the same side, but as soon as they join the MCU, anyone wearing Iron Man armor is gonna have to look out for Wolverine's claws. And the other thing about Wolverine is he has cellular regeneration. So even if you were to blast him with your repulsor, that guy is gonna keep coming at you. So Iron Man can be like chopped up by Wolverine, right? Yes. So what if you you make something out of adamantium though? Like either Wolverine or adamantium armor. Like if okay, I want to well, like murder that little girl <laughs> X23. If I just want to like <laughs> just end her. Okay, well here's the thing about the adamantium in X23 and in Logan, it's not actually the most powerful adamantium in the Marvel world. Ah. So that brings us to Captain America's shield. Now in the MCU, it's made out of vibranium, a type of alloy of it, but in the comics, it's specifically a vibranium adamantium alloy called proto-adamantium, and it is stronger than Wolverine's beta adamantium. So to answer this question that several of you ask all the time, Wolverine's claws cannot cut through Cap's shield. Cap's shield is one of the most powerful objects on Earth, and Wolverine's claws cannot slice through it. Could they key it a little bit? I don't even know if they could key it, Man. because there is something that could key it that is in the MCU that we'll talk about in a second. Mm, I think I know where you're headed. So then the shield is unbeatable by most characters on Earth. Yeah, we gotta talk about this shield for a second because like, as we've seen in the MCU, it does not follow the laws of physics. It can be ricocheted, it can be like summoned back to you. Sometimes it can bounce off of human skulls. Other times it can wedge into tree bark, but it can also deflect repulsor blasts. It can deflect Mjolnir. Uh, yeah, it can, that's the most it confusing can, one, that it can, it doesn't shatter to Mjolnir. In fact, Mjolnir bounces off of it. Right, so it has some kind of strange properties, but that's also in the MCU, and it's also just because they it's supposed to symbolize Cap's uh, resilient character. And America's. Yeah, but the, the important thing to note about it is Cap uses this shield to crack Tony's Mark 46 armor in Civil War. So with enough force, he could probably use that shield to bend, maybe even break Logan's claws if they were ever in a fight. Ugh, don't want to think about that, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I start to cry over like a hangnail. <laughs> it's just so emotional. Then if Cap is like being a coward <laughs> and uh -huh. he's just like holding, like maybe he even has a couple of his shields and he makes a little fort out of them. He's just like holding them. It, I mean, is he roughly unkillable by most? Because I need to kill him. If I see him in, a, in an alley and he's got like a shiftiness to him, 
I gotta kill him, I gotta stand my ground. You gotta stand your ground. <laughs> well, if you're anyone previously on this list, you're not gonna have a chance, but there are plenty of people who we're about to get to who could definitely take them. Great, and and I need to be able to order these weapons on eBay, by the way, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> okay, so in order to kill Cap while he's holding this shield, really all you would need are Black Panther's Vibranium Claws. So here's where it gets a little confusing, a little murky in the MCU. It's just Vibranium, but the thing is, is that it is better designed. It's Vibranium in the hands of the people who know best how to design it. So T'Challa scratches Cap's shield in Civil War and that leaves permanent marks. So, presumably with enough time, T'Challa probably could continue to kitty cat scratch down that shield until there is nothing left with no damage to his own tech. So, when we saw it scratch the shield, it's just because Wakandans have a better alloy of vibranium or something going. So, even though it's kind of vibranium against vibranium. It's not just vibranium that has been smelted down and forged into a shape. It's vibranium that has been weaved in a fibrous state into a tighter texture that is impenetrable and not just right. impenetrable it's shock absorbent and shock releasing it's kind of like tony stark's armor right like anyone who goes inside one of tony stark's suits isn't really going to know all the functions and how it works but if you're right. the engineer who builds it you're going to be master of that technology well here's here's the thing though because then it's kind of going back to the shield for a second but just vibranium and in, in general thanos Beat the crap out of that thing. Yeah. It, but we've covered before, Thanos' blade is Uru, right? We believe it was Uru that, that that blade was made out of, the same substance that Stormbreaker and Mjolnir are made out of. So in order to destroy something made out of vibranium, you have to go off-world, because Wakandan weaponry is pitched in the MCU as the deadliest weaponry on Earth. That's what on made Earth. it such a scary game-changer when Killmonger got control of the armory. Got it. So I should go live in Wakanda. We all should be living in Wakanda. It oh, seems God. like an awesome place. The street food alone looks great. Okay, so we've talked about the deadliest weapon on Earth. Uh, I've also mentioned someone like the Hulk. The Hulk is supposed to be the, the figure on Earth that you cannot kill. Obviously, he's, he can be defeated in the MCU, as we've seen. But figures like the Hulk, and in the comics, She-Hulk, Abomination, uh, Red Hulk, they're supposed to be unbeatable by any practical means. By just fighting them one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. you can't beat them. Certain power rankings have Hulk almost at the top in the MCU period, in the it's universe. It's supposed to be infinite, because the yeah. more you hit him, the angrier he gets. <laughs> but the only way so far we've seen to be able to defeat Hulk is by hitting him emotionally. <laughs> by trying to calm him down or by confusing him. And this is where my entry into this list comes in. Mysterio's drone tech, as we saw in Spider-Man Far From Home, is one of the most effective weapons that we have seen yet in the MCU. And people fall for that shit. Like it like exactly. it's beyond the hollow deck. It changes reality. We have not explored this enough uh, in the MCU. But if you had the capability to project via drones, silent drones, lifelike images inches away from someone's face so that they did not understand what the difference between reality and illusion were, you would be a god. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so, right? It's like you control their perception of their reality. Like, he could make the yeah. Matrix. It's essentially the reality stone but like a technological version of it. And it's crazy how effective that is. It's crazy that's all they use it for. But imagine that used on the Hulk. That is something that could totally mess with Hulk's mind. Yeah. You just project him, uh, you project Black Widow in front of him. No, you and... project four Black Widows and like on each palm and then like the little bottom of his t of feet and stuff. Like <laughs> one, one Black Widow giving him a back rub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's just like giggling like a little newborn. 
Yeah. Man. So technically, I like to think of Mysterio as like the devil who tricked the world into thinking he didn't exist. If you can control everyone's perception of reality, you are truly the master of everyone's world. Okay, so here's the thing. How do you know that he's not, or some version of this character, doing that to us in the real world, right? If there's a well, technology sufficient enough, could we just be inside of it right now? Well, the one way that you cut through that technology is with magic. And that's what brings us to the next tier of this. Real oh, magic is the it. one way you cut through bullshit technology. I knew you were gonna find a way to work in your magic skills that you've been learning. God damn it, Eric. Ta -da -da, Fine, ta -da. yes. We don't have the rights <laughs> to this music. <laughs> okay, so the next weapon I'm gonna bring up is the Ten Rings. Now the Ten Rings we have not seen in ring form in the MCU, but we know it is coming with the Mandarin and Shang-Chi right. and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings are made of real McLuhan technology and McLuhan's an alien race, and essentially they're magic. Each ring contains the soul of a dead cosmic warrior, and they can do all kinds of crazy stuff. They're kind of like Infinity Stones on right. a smaller scale. So the people that wield the Ten Rings, like the Mandarin, how do you defeat magic? Like even like leaving Marvel for a second, the DC, even like Superman who can be kind of infinitely powerful, Magic just works on him. Right, so uh, now we're talking about supernatural magical beings, people like uh, Doctor Strange, the Mandarin, right. but also people whose uh, power derives from magical or supernatural origins, so like Vision gets his power from the Mind Stone. Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch both also had their power derived from Infinity Stones. Well, we're again in kind of a murky territory here, but uh, you can fight me on this. I'm gonna, let's do it. I believe Mjolnir could cut through that magic. So Mjolnir supposedly is more powerful than magic, but isn't it also just like magic? Like it's it's yeah. Asgard science. So the reason Mjolnir has so much power is not just its Uru durability, but it has Asgardian enchantment, Odin's Whisper, as we've talked about before. <laughs> Call that back. But it has the Odin Force, and it has uniqueness to its carrier. Only certain people can wield it, people mm -hmm. who are worthy. So Thor, Steve Rogers, and Vision, because he's got a stone in his head. It's weird, because Mjolnir in the MCU is both like the most powerful, but also one of the weakest weapons. It gets shattered by Hela, and it's not really explained exactly. how she's able to do that. Going by just the comic book history alone, it's supposed to be the ultimate weapon of the Marvel Universe in many contexts. Like, it, we see in the MCU, we can destroy the Destroyer armor in the first Thor movie. Loki and the Frost Giants get, like, wrecked by it. But in the comics, this thing has, like, crushed planets. It's yeah. raised the dead. It can crush the Celestial's armor. Like, <laughs> right. Mjolnir's supposed to be a very, very powerful object. Thor wielding Mjolnir is supposed to be, in the comics at least, like, the most powerful being in existence, theoretically, according to some lists. Theoretically. And the reason it's not higher on the list is only because the MCU Destroyed it! It is just shards of pieces in some field in Norway that little kids will pick up and use to kill each other. Yeah. It's nothing now. Maybe Hella also was doing that thing where like when you rip a phone book, like they're actually, what you're doing is you're like finding the- <laughs> You know the when you rip a phone airs. book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't rip phone books? I hate phone books! <laughs> Those days are behind me. Yeah, but she's like kind of like she found some weaknesses and she kind of like, and right. she made it look like she was powerful, but it was already kind of. It's also out. implied that because she was uh, Odin's firstborn and Odin's now dead, that maybe some of Odin's charm Magic, doesn't have right. the same effect over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If Hela was able to break it, it probably wouldn't have been able to kill Thanos. Right, which, I mean, we see it beat his ass a little bit, but uh, it's, yeah. it's not. It doesn't kill him. So then, right. like we were saying, if Thor is wielding Mjolnir, 
then how do you kill this MFer? Again, he's in an alley. What's he doing there? He wants crack. I need okay. to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at the tier of infinity stones. So probably one infinity stone mm. would be enough to kill Thor. And the reason why I use this logic is that we saw in Thor Ragnarok that like the power of the Odin force was inside Thor the whole time. And the next time we see Thor is at the beginning of Infinity War. And just with one Infinity Stone, the Power Stone, Thanos is able to wreck Thor. So presumably Thor with Mjolnir would probably be taken by one person who has an Infinity Stone. Also using the logic that Vision with the Mind Stone in his head was yeah. able to lift up Mjolnir. So presumably if you have the power of one Infinity Stone, you're mm. probably okay against Mjolnir. And, and Thor wielding it. Like if I had yes. like, if I'm wielding the Drowning Stone, I could like just keep yeah. water and just like end him that way. As long as you have a stone. No crack for you today, my friend. Exactly. Now, so. once we're on the tier of infinity stones, they start to kind of check each other and balance each other out. Mm -hmm. So like Captain Marvel has the power of the space stone. She would probably neutralize Star-Lord when he's holding the power stone. Uh, Scarlet Witch was able to destroy the mind stone, but because her powers were derived from that stone. All these, all these stone freaks have uh, kind of like cancel each other out. Then right. But there's still a whole level above them that we that we could kill, that I need to kill. <laughs> so Infinity Stones are only supposed to be able to be handled by people who have like God-level immortality, like Eternals. So Thanos is an Eternal who has a Deviant Gene. So Eternals are a whole level, they're like gods. So basically, mm -hmm. how do you kill an Eternal? How do you kill a god? Well, there's a weapon for that called the God Slayer. That's Gamora's sword. Um, and this is a powerful sword. It didn't really get uh, enough of its due in the MCU, but it did kill the Abelisk. None of their other weapons were able to do that. This is an interdimensional being, maybe on par with something like Dormammu, and she's able to kill it with her God Slayer sword. And when she faced Thanos in the Collector's Vault, when they were trying to stop him from getting the Reality Stone, that has another dagger that spits out from the hilt of that sword and at least in her imagination, that would have been able to kill Thanos if he didn't have the gauntlet plus three infinity stones in it. So it's it's a total badass uh, weapon. Okay, so uh, now we know what comes next. The thing that you can defeat the God Slayer with and defeat pretty much all of life in the universe is the full infinity gauntlet sure, with all yeah. six stones in it. Theoretically, this is the universe's most powerful weapon. Even in the comics, Thanos goes unchallenged by the higher cosmic entities like Galactus when he has all six Infinity Stones in that gauntlet. It makes you the ultimate god of the Marvel Universe. But then you still have to be able to kill him because he's walking down an alley. Right. So the way to kill Thanos, even with the complete Infinity Gauntlet, is Stormbreaker. So yes. Atri implied Stormbreaker was the one check on that kind of power. It's the ultimate god-killing weapon. So Stormbreaker, if you think about it, cut through a blast of all six Infinity Stones in the Battle of Wakanda. Just Thor was an idiot, didn't go for the head. If he did, Thanos would be dead. Eric, I hear you're running out of breath and your voice is getting higher. How do I kill Thor if he's wielding Stormbreaker? The way you kill Thor with Stormbreaker or kill anything in case Thor's aim sucks and you're trying to kill Thanos, the full Tony Stark Infinity Gauntlet that we saw in Endgame. This is the Mark 85 nanotech armor with Infinity Stone housing capabilities, baby. So Stark's Gauntlet is superior to Thanos' Gauntlet because of its versatility. It has nanobots that allow this discrete transferability from one mm. person to the next person. It can shapeshift around a new body. It's basically uh, the Thanos gauntlet if like you could customize it. And what I love about it, it is Tony Stark's ultimate weapon. It is the weapon that you only have to fire once. Hell yeah! Oh my god! How do you beat that? 
Okay, so the, there are plenty of insanely powerful weapons in the Marvel comics, but the one that might come in the MCU very soon is the one weapon we know that can kill a celestial, all black, the Necro Sword, which sounds like a Rob Zombie song, right? Hell yeah. Peter Quill, of course, defeated Ego, but the one guaranteed badass weapon was that Necro Sword, and it was used by the Clintar deity, Null, to decapitate the celestial that became nowhere. Where the Answering my question from a previous episode, if that's the route they go to the, through the MCU, what I like about that answer is that it means that we just merged the MCU and the Sony Venom universe. Yep, we have a we have a weapon that can tie those histories together, making it the scariest weapon that we actually have crime scene evidence of in the MCU. Yeah, amazing. There's probably a whole bunch of other like immeasurable weapons out there, I imagine, but this right. is like just the creepiest one. Yeah, it's 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 kind of scary. Even its name kind of sounds scary. It sounds like something that if you say it five times into a mirror, it'll come out and stab you. <laughs> Uh, Eric Boss, Eric Boss, Eric Boss, Eric Boss, Eric Boss, Meatbag, yeah! Blood bag, Meatbag, Bloodbag, Meatbag, Bloodbag! Uh, okay, so, uh, thank you. I feel like now I know what I need to wield in order to take mm -hmm. down the entire MCU, and I feel like most of these things are probably expensive. Like, yeah. how much does the, uh, the Necro Sword go for? Or even Godslayer. Uh, I don't know. I don't, ha I don't have the patience to wait in those lines on Burbank Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, thank you anyway. I'll just run away instead. Even yeah. from Aunt May. Lock your doors. <laughs all right. Now, we're, we're going to move on to a bite-sized question in a bit. But first, we want to talk about how, yeah, there is a lot to be nervous about right now. Life in general is just a lot. And I feel like we could use some more chill. Maybe you're working from home, dealing with, like, yes. family, life stress. But, yeah. Philip, I feel like sometimes we just need to pause and chill. I mean, I don't know. I think you're feeling this too. Weirdly, you and me, I think we're working more than we used to yeah. working from home and just trying to keep up with everything. We had our meeting the other, our weekly meeting, and how at the end of it, we just started to bitch about stuff. Yeah. And then slowly, our weekly meeting became a drinking session. Yay! Yeah. That's, what, that's what happens when you lose track of what nighttime is. It kind of paused all that and allowed us to like unwind. Mm. That was nice. We should do that. We should like schedule a weekly drinking yes. session. That, that should be. And uh, we're super grateful to our friends at uh, Coors Light for yes. helping out with that. As you know, the mountains on Coors Light cans and bottles turn blue when it's chilled to perfection. So, perfection. It's perfect for chilling because it is cold, but it's also very crisp. And again, only 105 calories. I gained six pounds this weekend, but that was from pizza, not from Coors. Yeah. And uh, that's why Coors Light is one we choose when we need a moment to chill. So when you need a moment to reset, just reach for the beer that's made to chill, guys. By the way, they just started this thing. You saw this. You can now get Coors Light delivered to your door directly. Uh, it's Ooh. I have the address here. It's uh, get.coorslight.com and you, they just have like local delivery options. We looked it up when we were ordering it. It was like, within 30 minutes I could have a case of Coors Light like immediately. All right, remember, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. But hey, we were talking about like stress and, and different anxieties that can like overtake your life. Uh, a lot of you guys out there know that losing your hair is a bummer. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35 years old. And we don't want that. We want hair on our head to look as luscious as a uh, fat Thor's beard, right? Why not just normal Thor's hair? <laughs> it has to be fat There's Thor's There's something beard. different about that beard. I want that beard on my head. It's true. So if you're going through it, uh, you can use Keeps. It's easier. It's more affordable to get treatment for your hair loss. And it helps you 
keep the hair that you already have, uh, which mm -hmm. is what I use. Yeah, Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there, but at half the cost of your local pharmacy. Yeah, and what's great is that I was always uh, weirded out about potentially having to like go to a doctor or something. You can do this from home, where you probably are right now. Uh, you just meet with a doctor online, and then they ship it right to your house. Yeah, find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Yep, so if you're ready to take action and prevent or fight your hair loss, go to, I have it here, it's keeps.com slash big question. Oh, and you get a first month of treatment for free, which is pretty solid. Nice. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash big question. Now, Philip, let's move on to one bite-sized question that you said you're gonna answer for us. I'm biting it. <laughs> Ah, this is, this is how big the question is. I can't even read it anymore. You've eaten it. Spit it back out. Okay, it's a little, little soggy. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> At Kepley on Discord is asking, if you were a Padawan, who would you want as your Jedi Master? Who do you feel like you would actually end up with? Eric, you know me. You all know I'll make a living. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I overthink things. And so I saw this you do? question. Yeah. And I was like really torn a couple of different ways. And so I'm gonna, I just burped. Uh, I'm gonna take this bite-sized question. I'm gonna dive in here a sec. Because okay. there's kind of an obvious answer, right? Who do you want to be your Jedi master? Yoda, it's Yoda. Everyone knows yeah. Yoda, the most famous teacher. He's like the, he's like up there on like famous quotes with Gandhi. That's right, yeah. Uh, he's, he's the sensei, he's the guru. You want, like, can I get Yoda? I yeah. don't want this other improv teacher, I want Yoda. Improv teachers, Eric. So relatable. <laughs> so here's the thing, it makes a lot of sense because that's who we've been exposed to, but like playing it back and going through his ratemyprofessor.com uh, <laughs> reports, Here's the pro with Yoda. On pros, he's got a little chili on Rate My Professor because he's hot. Um, okay, he's lived over 900 years and he trained Jedi for 800 of those years. So it's like, oh, you know, that's, that's the professor, right? The one that uh, knows the most about teaching. He also obviously is successful enough to have been the Grand Master of the Jedi Council. That's totally right. Totally get it. You would say, uh -huh. well, that's a pretty good pro. Here's the con. Everything bad that's ever happened in Star Wars is because of him. If you think about Whoa. it. Okay. Okay. All right. Explain. Those 800 years that he was training the Jedi coincide with like the worst 800 years <laughs> that ever befell the Jedi when he was in charge. The buck stops with him. And that's the time that it all went to shit. I think you're right. I hate that this is true, but I know, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I, it hurts me too. But if you think about it, if it was bad, he either directly made it happen, <laughs> he allowed it to happen, or he didn't fix a problem that he uh, received from his predecessors. He just like let it keep going that way and like blamed Obama or whatever. And again, he's Jedi Grandmaster. He could have changed any of this stuff at any time. Right. But like, think about the Jedi Order specifically in the prequels, because this is when you really get to know Yoda as a leader, right? You, we knew right. him as like this adorable little uh, uh, creepy old man or whatever. But uh, and he was he was so cute in in the original trilogy. But in the prequels, that's where we learn what he's really like to deal with. And the right. Jedi in that time, 
The, their entire ruin happens in that time. They're too rigid, and he's their leader. They fail to deal with uh, the fact that their their people get too attached to their Padawans. They have like way too much fear about the dark side. Instead of like just thinking about, okay, this is our, our opponent or something, uh, the way that we're supposed to think of other countries, so much fear drove them to make these really stupid choices. And then most importantly, I mean, rewatch the prequels. They are so arrogant, the Jedi Council. Yeah. They're so self-righteous. We know exactly what to do. And it made them totally blind to the truth of what was happening. Also, yeah, he's like super wise. I will 100% give him that. Again, poster on the wall. That's Yoda. That's my boy. But is he wise? Because like, yes. if you think about it, well, is he the most wise? Because didn't he get played constantly by Palpatine like really well? Palpatine's just a dude. And he's not 800 yeah. years old. And he just like plays Yoda like crazy. So if anything, Palpatine's probably the most wise. Also, if you think about like the wisdom he imparts uh, on people, I mean, he imparts his wisdom on Anakin and his, his lessons are useless to Anakin. Also, Luke's best choices are when he completely ignores what Yoda told him to do. That's true. We learned that when we rewatched the Star Wars movies. Like, the lesson of the prequels is the danger of following the advice of conventional wisdom. Right. And the lesson of the original trilogy is bucking tradition and making your own choice for the future. Exactly. And then, like, we, we can't uh, discount how great Luke was and how many lives Luke saved. And you're like, well, then you can't discount Luke's teacher. Luke had this amazing teacher. Except he kind of isn't that good of a teacher to Luke. Like, okay, so supposedly he trained a ton of Jedi, but the only two students that we really know about him having, uh, one of them became a freaking Sith Lord, which is Count Dooku, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the other one ended up training a Sith Lord, one degree removed. I'm saying Obi-Wan, even though Obi-Wan was, was trained by Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan says he was trained by Yoda. There you will learn from Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed so clearly a huge part of the training where years later he's like, yeah, Yoda was my teacher, not Qui-Gon. Uh, the one other student teaches freaking Darth Vader. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, who, that's what he results in. So maybe not making the best choices. Also, again, yeah, if Luke didn't directly disobey him in Empire Strikes Back, Luke would have turned bad or died if he had followed yeah. what, what Yoda said. So true. I'm just saying, if I'm picking a teacher... Back to your question. Uh, <laughs> I'd want to go with Qui-Gon. I've always had a thing with sure. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon is really wise. I think also Qui-Gon like, would not have had the Anakin problem because my big issue with Anakin and Obi-Wan, even though I love Obi-Wan, is that honestly they're too similar in age. Obi-Wan's first apprentice is this, this instance. It's very difficult. And so they ended up kind of feeling like brothers instead of the, you know, the rightful amount of respect you should have for your master. But Qui-Gon could have been a, like a father to Anakin, and also not he's not too dogmatic. He knows how to follow the rules, but he questions the council a number of times. I think he kind of hit the sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right, because like Qui-Gon uh, wanted Anakin to get Jedi training, even though the council didn't want him to, but it was really the way the council mistreated Anakin that drove him to the dark side so much in later sequels. That's what Palpatine manipulated. It wasn't just introducing right. this kid to the ways of the Force. Right, so Qui-Gon could work within the system, teach him how to work yeah. within the system, uh, and still change it from the inside, which is honestly one of the better ways to do it. But the question actually also ended with, who do I think I actually would end up with? And I've like thought back on the teachers that I get and I never get the teacher that I wanted. Their section's always full. So then I was like, all right, who's a Jedi who is, is more in line with the, what I always end up with? And I thought of, do you remember Jocasta New? 
Yeah, I remember is, Jocasta knew. She's this old Jedi master. She was on the council, and then she she's be- a librarian. She becomes a librarian. <laughs> uh, uh, she's just like a crappy like. Here's the thing too. She's like very like uppity. She's very much like a DMV employee. <laughs> yeah, she don't uh, take no shit. Yeah, she don't take no shit. She's the librarian, but she's also like the chief librarian of the archives. Those people are usually brilliant. She's a moron. <laughs> She's the one that also was like, when Obi wanted to find out about Camino, he's like, okay, I've heard that there's this place called Camino. And she's like, mm, it's not in the archive, so it doesn't exist. Ah. And it's like, what? There was a Padawan who knew this thing probably existed. How can this be? Because someone erased it from the archive memory. And yet she's like, no, it's impossible. She's, she was on the Jedi Council and she's my teacher. I, she'd be a good choice. That's who I would choose too. Just because she's into books, you know? She knows all the books. Too many teachers uh, just focus on what's in the books instead of connecting with their students, but not too much. Great answer, Philip. We have time Thank for you. one mailbag question. Actually, right? before we, we go to the mailbag really quick, I want to share something with you. I'm sending you a link. If you can uh, give that a watch, our fans on Discord made this for you. Wait, what? Is this thing on? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. No placenta for you. <laughs> and the bar's open too. Happy birthday, dear Eric. Dear EA Boss. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Eric. Happy birthday! <laughs> what is going on? Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Eric! Guys, this is so nice! Uh, my... Happy birthday, man! Thanks for giving me a platform to express my nerdiness. Have a good one. Thanks. Love you, buddy. Love you guys. you guys. Happy birthday, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of you and uh, keep up the good work and take care, man. Hey, happy birthday, Eric. Okay, hope it doesn't ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Eric. Female made us do this. Oh. Ooh, for me and my friends. Whoa! I can't believe I got dressed up for this shit. <laughs> my smoke. Oh, guys, thank you so there much. There you go. And Eric, show them what, what we got you. We know you're a big fan of cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake! I'm going to eat the shit out of this. This is so great. Oh, oh I got to blow out the candle. Thank you for this scented jasmine bouquet <laughs> and this cheesecake. And for commandeering my lovely girlfriend, Kelly. Yeah, uh, thank you to Kelly conspiracy. for helping us uh, on the uh, in, uh, breaking into your home and then making part of it happen. <laughs> thank you to the people on our Discord. Uh, for sending that too. You guys, it's so great to see all your faces, and uh, this was such a great surprise. I, I didn't know this was coming. I'm well, feeling I, all the feels. We felt bad because we wanted to, you know, we were excited about celebrating your birthday coming up, and then now we're all stuck at home. Uh, so <laughs> we didn't we didn't know what you were able to do or what you had planned, but hopefully Holy we could shit. do something. Um, that was that was super thoughtful, guys. I'm very very flattered and moved. And <laughs> Everyone Thank in there you. was coming on to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it worked. It, it definitely worked. So, are you doing anything though? Or are you just you're just stuck at home for your birthday? Yeah, I'm. I'm here with my girlfriend. This is like paradise just to be with her. So oh. I'm not complaining. But um, yeah, uh, we're eating cheesecake. We're probably gonna play some board games and watch a movie. That's what I'm doing. But uh, I want to know because someone asked this a mailbag question. Since we're all staying home, what are the strangest ways we have gone stir crazy? 
Ah, I have it here, but thank you for reading it for me. Crazy. I'll let you eat while, while I think. Okay, mm -hmm. stir crate. I like cabin fever is definitely setting in. I say that as I'm scratching myself for no reason. It's just like, <laughs> I just need to feel something. I got really obsessed with like the 1988 or something uh, house party movie, Kid and Play Dance. And I've been like really trying really seriously, like as if I'm auditioning for something to learn that dance. I, I redecorated a room <laughs> in my house to pretend it was a speakeasy just so I wouldn't Ooh. feel so guilty about drinking in it. Uh, and uh -huh. I, made, I made like a password to get in, even though I was the only one using it. <laughs> Stupid. The craziest thing that I'm doing, it's actually fun, but it does show how insane I've gone. I'm, I swear to God, Ky uh, Eric, I'm teaching Kylo how to talk. What? No. Are you I, talking about that Stella, that uh, Stella the dog? Hell yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> I ordered these buttons on Amazon. I, I may, <laughs> I've been like laying them out. I'm two buttons in. So far, he's able to tell me when he's hungry. Hungry? Hungry? Which was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's, he's uh, just gonna get so fat. Uh, or just like be in my ear all the time about how hungry he is. And also uh, that he wants to go outside, but like my heart is already warming. <laughs> like it's, he's my best friend and he's like talking to me and it's, and, and he's like learning and you can tell he's like, this is hard. <laughs> I'm like, I know buddy, but you're getting it. <laughs> uh, I'm so, but also like, I just need him because I need the conversation. Yeah, I get that. The next is just MCU character names. That's more important to know than else. <laughs> yeah. What what what's your weirdness right now? All right, I think I might have you topped with the the more extreme answer this week. Oh my God, How where's Kelly? What happened? What you... <laughs> a potted um, plant with a paper plate on it. <laughs> speaking of potted plants, so as you know, I have an herb garden. I, I have discovered that one of the herbs has come under invasion by a certain type of pest that I have been spraying and spraying and fighting this war on. I have conceded the war by completely destroying my parsley plant. I don't oh. uh, use that much parsley anyway, but I found these little tiny bugs all over my kitchen. They're the friendliest bugs in the world. They're, they don't fly <laughs> like in your face. You have to go bugs. looking for them. You never see them walking around, but you gotta look for them. And every once in a while, I'll see one on my sink faucet. I'll see one walking across the counter. They're the easiest to kill little bugs. They look like little zebra back things. F these things. I have gone crazy trying to exterminate them. And even a week since throwing away my parsley plant, I keep finding them. Pests, pests, pests crawling on my skin, crawling on my TV. I see them everywhere, Philip. And Kelly says she can't see them. She has yet to find one, but I know they're there. And I'm gonna find every last one of them and I'm going to destroy them. Also, I don't. Not fully. Well, I... And you're attracting bugs? They aren't connected, they're different. You brought they, them they up together. Oh my God, they are connected. Oh my God. Eric, Eric, today's your birthday and you chose to admit this. Well, that's right. our show! <laughs> this time oh, you this were the great. freak. <laughs> the blazer. I get to be the birthday freak. 
Thank you. Thank you all so much for uh, for the kind birthday wishes. And a reminder to all of you watching that you can uh, ask us even more big questions by joining our official Discord by becoming a patron of New Rockstars at patreon.com slash New Rockstars. I'm on the Discord right now uh, telling them that they got your video and but not to watch the end of this video because they're going to lose respect for you. Uh, thank you for giving them that heads up. And a reminder, you can also get audio versions of the show by subscribing to New Rockstars Big Question wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you to everyone who submitted questions this week and for sending in their kind birthday wishes. And a reminder, you can send us your big questions on Twitter using the hashtag Big Question or by mailing us at our PO Box address here. Thank you guys for so much for supporting us during this time. It really is hard to keep this all going, but this is also yeah. like one of the things that's helping us get through this is having this right. content to make for you. Best thing you can do is just keep watching it, keep sharing it. Click those links, honestly, for our sponsors. It makes a huge difference. It means we can keep putting these videos out. Thank you guys Absolutely. so much. Thank you. Uh, follow me at EA Voss, follow Philip at Philip Molina, and follow new rock stars on all social media. Reminder to subscribe here on YouTube to get all this too much information on the stuff <laughs> you really should care about. About. Happy birthday to us all. <laughs> See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.